the Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 24th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. We begin with this headline from the Washington Post. Half Moon Bay Massacre is California's third mass shooting in three days. The Post reports California has grappled with three mass shootings in three days that have left at least 19 people dead. Around the tranquil coast of Half Moon Bay, a pair of related shootings at two locations Monday killed seven people and left one person critically injured. It was California's second mass shooting in three days after a gunman shot down 11 people at a dance studio in Monterey Park. Meantime, in Oakland, police said one person killed and seven others injured in a shooting between several individuals. That on Monday night. About $3 million has been awarded to Virginia groups helping people who are facing eviction. The Virginia Eviction Reduction Pilot Program is designed to find effective services for people facing housing instability. According to the RVA Virginia Eviction Lab's third quarter report, eviction filings increased 86% from the previous quarter, with Charlottesville seeing some of the largest increases. Much of this is due to pandemic renter protections being lifted. While this is the third round of grants, Christy Mara with the Virginia Poverty Law Center finds these are a much-needed financial boost. However, she says, it's not enough. The programs that are getting the funding now are not getting enough to meet the need in their area. And so while the eviction rates for every locality that has a VERP-funded program serving it did go down, there is a lot of room for improvement. She adds that in the past, one of the groups that received funding went through it in two months. As the Virginia General Assembly's legislative session gets underway, tenants' rights legislation is one issue at the forefront of legislators' minds. I'm Edwin J. Vieira. Another hearing is expected in the next couple of weeks on a controversial election policy bill in the state of North Dakota. The plans call for requiring proof of citizenship for residents to vote. The sponsor of the bill says there are situations where people feel they're qualified to vote despite not holding citizenship. But opponents say there have been instances where people's status has been questioned at the polls and they weren't offered a chance to correct it through options like provisional ballots. Meanwhile, Colette Brown, a member of the Spirit Lake Nation, says a proposal like this only adds to the burdens Native American voters often face. Native voters often have to overcome geographical remote isolation, poverty. Brown offered that testimony during a hearing last week, noting those are some of the many factors that leave Native voters feeling disenfranchised. I'm Mike Moen. The League of Women Voters weighed in, saying the bill creates a chilling effect on diverse populations and may deter eligible voters from casting a ballot, even if they are U.S. citizens. This is Public News Service. A National Farmers Advocacy Group is asking the Federal Trade Commission to investigate the possibility of price collusion between major egg producers. Mark Baran reports that eggs now average more than $4 a dozen nationally. Iowa reflects that trend where a dozen eggs cost more than two and a half times what they did a year ago. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has blamed a deadly avian flu outbreak and supply chain problems for the egg shortage and sharp price hikes. But the rural advocacy group Farm Action contends its research proves those factors are not to blame. Dee Lanninga with Farm Action says her group investigated the USDA's data. We saw nothing that justified these egg prices, these price hikes. They are up 138% since last year. That's more than double. Meanwhile, companies that haven't reported 
reported a single case of avian flu are raking in record profits, reaching as high as 40% in some cases. In its letter to the FTC, Farm Action calls on Chairperson Lena Khan to investigate, prosecute any violations of antitrust law, and ultimately get the American people their money back. I'm Mark Moran. And one North Carolina housing authority in Robeson County has plans to launch a mobile pay-when-you-can food bus loaded with fresh fruits, vegetables, and other foods that will serve families lacking transportation. The pilot program is one of a handful across the country to receive a $100,000 grant from the Save the Children's Rural Child Hunger Research and Innovation Lab to tackle rural hunger. Colton Allen Oxendine is with the City of Lumberton's Housing Authority. So this bus is going to reach well over three to 5,000 people. The goal is to make this a success. Residents will be able to use debit and credit cards, food stamps, and whatever cash they have on hand at the mobile bus. Finally, our Eric Tadoff lets us know Native Americans in Montana face a slew of challenges in finding housing off-reservation. A tight housing market in the state and across the country presents its own problems for finding an affordable place to live. But Les Lefthand, with All Nation Youth Partner for Success in Billings, says his last name was a barrier for him and his wife when they were looking for a home. He says eventually they used her maiden name on applications. Once she applied for some of these places, yeah, it's just Leslie Martin. They were more open to that until they saw my name on there. And then that's when the red flags were waved. And, of course, some of them were just outright not willing to talk to us. Rental costs like security deposits and first and last month's rent can be challenges as well. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. Remember, endless is supported. Heard on radio stations, big and small, your favorite podcast platform. Find your trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.